Welcome back, everybody, to A Certain Point of View. My name is Jake Berlin, and I am your host slash co-host for this live rendition of our breakdown for the Inner Geekdom Tournament. Um, I am joined today by my regular partner in crime here on A Certain Point of View, Mr. Brian Avalicino. How are you doing over there, man? As best as we all can be. As best as we all can be. Very true, yes. Uh, times are times are tough right now, and... Um, you know, there's been a lot going on in the Schmodown as well as the world recently, and um, we support everything through and through, and we're behind it all. We're trying to stick together as a community and as a people, um, and uh, we are here. And so uh, we are taking the time today to um, take a little bit of a breather and kind of shed some light a little bit into everything going around, uh, going on around the world and we're going to be talking this IG match that dropped just about an uh, hour and a half ago. Um, just ended about 30 minutes ago. And we're very excited because it's the the play-in match of the IG tournament. And um, two players who are debuting in IG, which is actually a really cool thing to do. Um, you're debuting in a tournament. Kind of a cool little uh, addition there. Uh, Mr. Ben Goddard uh, for the Den. Kate Mulligan and Grace. Um, their golden boy, if you will, who has showed up through and through for this entire season. And then on the flip side for Roxy, you have Jim Vavida, um, who really stood up in that team's match he had recently and is making his mark here in the IG uh, realm, seeing if he can uh, if he can get through it a little bit. And um, it, it's a match that definitely lived up to it. it it's a great play-in match. It's not a championship-style match or, or anything like that, but it's a, a great kickoff for this tournament um mr goddard you know spoiler if you're watching this you're you're watching this because you watch the match it's all spoilers but mr goddard walked away with a tko and we're gonna break it down we're gonna get into it as far as details and, and decision making and stuff like that and so brian right off the bat here just initial reactions um i i think as far as i know we both chose uh the bandit in this one correct yeah uh yeah it was it was a um kind of last minute decision for me but because that promo had just kind of like his Vevita's promo kind of like was made me think like oh this guy sounds like he knows what he's going to be talking it was a about. good promo it was a good promo yeah um but it's just really hard to go against goddard with what he's shown so far so yeah at the end i ended up going with goddard or in the beginning yeah, uh before we get started here, I do want to mention, guys, that uh, if you are watching live, and we really, really appreciate that, go ahead and uh, throw some comments at us. We'd love to hear from you guys um, and and check out, uh, you know, or get some questions from you guys about the match or anything we're talking about. So go ahead and uh, leave some comments there. We would love to um, hear from you guys. But let's go ahead and start this off with round number one. Um, you know, uh, typically round one is always the easiest, right? It's kind of like a little a get to. You know, you're getting kind of getting used to this a little bit, especially with the first IG match of this tournament. You expect the questions to not be too difficult, but have a little bit of levity to them. And that definitely seemed to be the case. Um, nobody went perfect, and which is definitely a surprise um, on Goddard's side because he seems to go perfect quite a bit. He's two for four in perfect first round so far, uh, but he goes nine for ten, missing the Man of Steel question, which I'm th I'm sure threw everyone for a loop. Um, you know, accomplished wonder. That tagline definitely seems like a Wonder Woman type line but it fits for man of steel and then jim veva to go six for ten um making four of the questions and, and really uh it definitely seemed like it was just a little bit of the nerves for veva and i think he may even admitted it towards the end that you know the pressure of counting down may have just gotten to him or overthinking some things like he had mentioned sophia Batella, how he has interviewed her before just couldn't think of the name 
Um, and so definitely a little bit of just maybe under the lights per se, as far as the stream yard goes and the pressure of playing for the first time by yourself. Cause so far in three or four matches, he's only done teams and yeah. doing playing at this big of a stage with all these people watching, even though it's recorded um, under, under just by yourself with, you know, nobody right there with you. It's definitely a, a challenge. Um, and it kind of showed there in the first round. Yeah. Um, even even then he only missed one and it's like if you're missing, yeah oh yeah sorry goddard um with goddard i mean you 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 missed one that's you're doing great um Veveda, yeah i mean he's done teams he uh i mean it's always helpful to have that partner if you will um and i mean it's he he's playing in something that wouldn't well he's playing in a way that is not the typical so i mean if this was a normal thing we would see them in a studio and doing like that but you also have to heat this is the first time doing the um uh what do you want to call IG. it I yeah, I went. I meant to say like live stream type. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 where it's virtual, virtual. Computer, yeah, virtual, a virtual maybe. one. It's not like he's been doing any of those. So, um, yeah, it's it. He did. He hasn't done an exhibition. Hasn't done a. It's not like he did Star Wars. It's I. So I mean, it's new. Everything he kind of did was new, and um, it showed. I mean, he did fumble a little bit at some certain points, but. Yeah, I mean, as best as the you two, could. The two questions in the first round, they def definitely fumbled on were the Sophia Patella question and then yeah. the Dread question, which I understand why he did pick Punisher Warzone, but Judgment and Dread to to a lot of fans, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, that can go either way, though. And so we move into second round. Godwin's got the lead 96 here. And this is where it got really interesting because the match kind of just flipped a tail on its head a little bit. Um, and Goddard spun first. He decided to go first, and he spun opponent's choice. And after some delegation there, they decided to give him scores and soundtracks, and that really worked out in their favor. Yeah, um, You can tell that Goddard was struggling a little bit. He fought his way through, right? He got three of the five questions right. He got four points out of it. But Veveda did get a steal right off the bat with the Deathly Hollows question um, for two points, which really put him back into the match. At that point, yeah. it, was nine to, it was nine to eight at that point. And so it was just a brand new match. Um and you walk away with four points, so he's up thirteen to thirteen to eight that, uh, after his spin, and it really looks like it's anybody's game. Veva spins, he gets opponent's choice, and then Goddard and the Den decide to give him the Wizarding World, and it was definitely the right decision at their part because not only did he spin away from it, but you can tell Wizarding World is just not something that he knows. It they're very deep cut questions sometimes for people who don't watch the movies every year, every so often. You're not going to know these answers. And it showed he went two for five, two points, but Goddard got three one point steals to end the round, not to not throughout, but to end the round, which put the momentum strictly in his favor. Um, and so at that point, Goddard was up 16 to 10. But I, I mean, look, two two guys who who spun a opponent's choice and their their weaknesses showed here. Um, Goddard definitely fought his way through a little bit better. But I, I'll say this, you know, from what we saw in the first round, Veva to kind of struggle a little bit. Um, guessing his way through, he played the game correctly this round. He went to multiple choice. He was asking for re-answers. He was doing what he needed to do to give him the best situation. And so um, it's 
whether or not Goddard was leading this round afterwards, I give kudos to Veveta for stepping up and really understanding the game of the showdown because it definitely showed in this round. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, you never know what's going to happen when you get uh, opponent's choice and they got two of them. Uh, you want to go for this it? This is from the kid. This is from the Kingsman question that Goddard got um, in his round. Uh, literally one word that could have been a two point yeah. steal, which would have been huge for him. Um, that can definitely be considered. Thank you, Leo Logan, for that. Um, that could definitely be considered like that that turning point in the match because if he got gotten that, you don't know what could have happened after that. Yeah. Uh, well, the TKO would have been knocked off, I believe, right? Knocked off. Yeah, I, yeah. Be- I believe so. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, he, he makes a good point. I forgot where I was going because I was just, I was like, oh yeah, that, I forgot all about that. So <laughs> props for that, Leo. Yeah, no, uh, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about how Veveda kind of stepped his way up through the, through the round and, and showed how he was, he was learning the game uh, more so than just playing it. He was understanding yeah. the actual game side of it. He knew multiple, he knew how to use multiple choice, um, which obviously that is something some of these new players are stumbling. They don't with. think about like, it's crazy. They just yeah. don't think about multiple choice. Yeah. And, and he did try to do that in the first question of the third round. So at least he knew there, are, there is multiple choice. <laughs> Very uh, true. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it, it, Goddard's scary. Like he, if, if he lands on a confident thing, He's just gonna roll, gonna One, roll, and he proved that in the uh, the Lord of the Rings exhibition match. And he talked about it at the end. Robert yeah. Parker, he had, and we don't know. Obviously, he had said that he didn't miss. He knew all the overtime questions in that match. We don't obviously know because he wasn't playing in it. But he said Robert Parker beat him by one question. And that's that's saying something like, yeah, if that's actually the case. That's really saying something, especially because they're going up against each other next, which we'll get to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I texted you at some point going, well, when it was opponent's choice um, and Veveta stole that um, Harry Potter question, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. He he, he might be able to win this. Um, Didn't work out in that favor the next couple of questions. Um, But yeah, uh, it it, it kind of, this is what happens when you spin the wheel, you spin away, and then you get opponent's choice. It's going to come back to bite you in the butt every mm-hmm. almost every time because mm-hmm. you just gave uh, your the opponent something you're not confident in, or 100%. you don't, or you didn't feel confident enough to select. And if you felt that way enough to spin away from it, and you land on opponent's choice. Nine out of ten times, they're gonna throw that back in your face. So I mean, yeah, it, it's funny because I was sitting there like, "Ah, oh, dang, Goddard got screwed. He might get a. He's gonna. He got opponent's choice. Veveda is probably gonna land on something he's either mildly comfortable with or really good at. And he hit that opponent choice, and it, it was like even playing field after yes, that because hundred percent. I mean, if if you get double opponent's choice. The game's almost mute if it's close enough. So yes, agreed. So after round two, Goddard was up sixteen to ten. At that point, it was all up to Veveda. Um, we knew that the TKO was in sight, and that just happened to be the case here. Um, he gets a Middle Earth question to start the round off uh, about 
Uh, one person credited as a screenwriter of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Peter Jackson was uh, was one of the answers that he answered with the very last second there. Um, and then he gets the Indiana Jones question, which did you know the Indiana Jones question by chance? Yeah, I, that it was funny because I was like, huh, I know one. Like, <laughs> I, when he said Indiana Jones, I was like, oh, God, like this be everything. And that was like the the one time I knew an Indiana Jones question. I was like, the the kids <laughs> so, <laughs> nice yeah. nice yeah so he gets the temple of doom question the answer was the kids and then he gets the uh the daredevil question which um i didn't guess either one of these you might have i'm sure you might have i guessed the nut because oh okay, okay, okay. it i he, said i was thinking to myself a dart i was thinking a dart like a bar dart just for been uh, brutal i you don't know a paperclip is still brutal i literally brutal. thought when i heard him say nut i was like he got it and then christian goes uh no or and i was just, and, uh, and your winner yeah he says yeah. and your winner yeah, yeah, yeah and so i was like what wait <laughs> what is it well what's funny he is he's, he's seemed, he seemed confident too because he answered relatively mm-hmm. quickly and so maybe that maybe that's from a different movie somewhere where someone does get killed by a nut in that same situation i i know that and if someone, anyone's watching it that knows it, I could have, I could have sworn because that was literally what I thought of. I thought he took a bar nut, he puts it on the table, and he flings it. And so that's got to be in another movie somewhere. It must be, uh, or he does it some with someone else. I don't know. But then once he said paperclip, I remembered because I was see. I don't remember the paperclip. Why would he I have do. a paperclip in a bar? He why would he have that? I, I, think, I know it's in the I movie. Wanna, I'm not yeah. questioning the answer or anything. I'm just like thinking to myself, a paperclip in a bar? You're thinking a, yeah. a bar nut or maybe a dart for playing darts or something. It just makes sense. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. So I I would have guessed the same exact thing as Vavita. <laughs> so um, yeah. So he gets the Daredevil question wrong for his five pointer and Goddard walks away with the TKO here. Uh, 16 to five, which That's is huge right. for the den. Sorry. That's ah, it. Okay, you're a hundred percent right. I clearly remember it now. Do you know? Do you remember that? No, I don't. She, I'm. She won't. I've, shut I up maybe. On the plane. I have maybe. I have maybe seen the movie once, and it was years and years and years ago. Yeah, you're <laughs> I don't right. Remember it all. Thank you. Thank you. That was gonna drive me nuts. And that's that's no probably exactly I'm what so. he was thinking as well. So now we get yeah. a little insight into the uh, into the answer. Thank you, Leo. Um, yeah, so Goddard walks away the TKO here. It's huge. It's huge. It puts the den strictly in um in second place, one point behind the Finstock exchange, if I'm not mistaken. We don't have the standings graphic up they right got now. Three points for this one. So yes, and we don't have the graphic up right now at the moment. It's still being uh edited and everything like that, but um, Finstock Exchange had 16 and the Den had 12. So if my math is correct, they now have 15. One point above <laughs> swag. Do 12 plus three. One, one point below Finstock Exchange, um, which is which is massive. And and Brian here, you are absolutely correct. I don't think it's a question at this point that it is in his hands. I I, yeah. I don't I don't he, see another rookie right now who's competed as on a regular basis as he has. Remember, not not only does he have four matches under his belt in the actual league. He stepped up huge in the exhibition matches. Now I know it's not. We don't know if exhibition matches are included in this, he but if they, they are, were, but I bet you he will at the end. It's an absolute lock if they are. Like, and I yeah. think it's an absolute lock either way. But he he's four for he four. Has, he's four he has for one four. in three different divisions, and he's yeah he's four for four on a as a rookie. Yeah, and hasn't lost. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know how. 
how I mean, obviously, Star Wars is a whole different monster, but like, seriously, like, if you're coming out and winning a match on your debut in every single one of those, that's insane. It's yeah, exactly. Undefeated this whole season in three different leagues. Uh, I mean, and rookie of the year he, for yeah, sure has to be. Has to yeah, be. It, it, there's there hasn't been enough for anyone to to come close to him. And Agreed. well, and, that 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 could easily flip after this tournament. Yeah, after because this of tournament. because of the of the person he's playing next. <laughs> I know. But as of right now, in this moment, there's yes, there's no you can't even equate that to anyone else. So so let, let's get to this because his next matchup is against the spider himself, Robert Parker. And it's obviously a big test. Um, and Ben himself, even at the end of the match, said he has nothing to lose at this point. Um Robert Those is expected to win. He's he's expected to win, and so it's going to be an interesting match. It's going to be very fun. It's going to be a great lead up. Uh, we can't wait to discuss it here and preview it and review it and all that type of stuff. But the question now becomes it continuing with this rookie of the year talk here. If Ben does take Robert Parker to the brink and Parker loses some point in the tournament, like, like let's say to Kalinowski in the finals, I could see the possibility of Ben still winning the rookie of the year. But if Parker does walk away with the IG tournament, it's there's no, there's no way Ben walks away with the rookie of the year. Uh, a rookie coming in and winning a tournament is essentially a lock in any sport. That's that's a huge undertaking, especially when you, if he does, if that does happen, and he does fake a uh, face a Kalinowski, that's almost a lock in any sport, and especially in something like this. Yeah. yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. It would be incredible. It'd be so uh, awesome. It would be insane. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm pulling for either. Yeah, we'll decide that later on. We'll talk about that later on. We're gonna we're uh, we're not making our predictions right now. We're making them later on. Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna possibly argue what you just said about him running through the tournament and winning. Now, if he runs through this tournament like he did when he played Ace, uh, there's no question. No, uh, no question. Like if he runs through his opponents like that, then then yeah. If he can do that to a big name in one of the matches, yeah. Obviously. If he gets into one, maybe two situations where it's close, I could diminish just a little bit his chances because you have to at you have to remember. Goddard has won in three different leagues. I, I know. I, I, I understand me, that. I'm just that's unheard of. I, I agree. I'm just saying whether they're close or not, and he's gonna have close matches. There's no way that Parker's gonna run through everybody. There's not. It, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, but if he does win, and let's say he plays, I have to look at the bracket, but let's say he plays three or four matches and he wins the tournament, to me, if I was the head of the league, that's rookie of the year. Because that is playing under pressure. That is playing some of the best players in the league at a short span and not waiting weeks between matches. And the and like I said, the pressure of facing giants in this league and Adam Lavick, a Mike Kalinowski, uh, you know, whether or not he is a Brandon Hanna who seems to be on a warpath, 
you have these people who have competed in this league. If he faces them, whether he wins big or not, to me, that's like saying, okay, this guy is deserving. And I totally understand the argument of winning in three different leagues. That's crazy. That That's something that Mike Kalinowski was doing just over a year ago. Not very many people, if any, have done that before. I'm not saying Ben's going to compete for a championship right now, but he is showing that he can compete in three different divisions, which is scary. And he's a rookie. It's lethal. But if yeah. we're talking about rookie of the year and the way the path is, I will also say that Parker's doing it alone, whereas two of the matches Ben played were teams. They weren't individual, which does go to Parker's decision. And this is yeah. only if Parker wins. This is only if Parker wins. Obviously, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. In my opinion, Parker is on the... Here's the thing. Parker's, to me, on the harder side of the bracket. Because... At the end of the day, Chance Ellison, Paul Oyama, Ben Goddard, Adam Lavick, Janine, like, yeah. So he is on, in my opinion, on the harder side of the bracket. If he beats Goddard, which is not an easy task. No, 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 no. I mean, we're not writing Goddard off in the slightest. The, if, if anyone could pull something off like that right now, it's probably him. His odds, uh, his odds just shot up easily. Um, I mean, so let's say Parker does go through Goddard. He then has to take either Chance or Oyama. Mm -hmm. That's another mountain. Yep. And then he will pro have to take probably, if I'm going to put my money down, the Barbarian. Or Lavix, probably one or, of those two. La yeah. That's another freaking task. And then you have the whole entire right side of the bracket, which you're looking at probably a Kalinowski. If you're a betting person as of just right now, maybe Damon shocks the people. Yeah. Maybe a Damon. And I'm not, I'm, I still don't count Brandon Hanna out of it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, he's going to have to play through, some giants if he wants that inner geekdom title um and like i said his case only gets even crazier if he like wipes the floor with one of them but uh, as will... of right i was Go gonna ahead. say as of right now that title is clearly in the hands of goddard at this moment I was, the rookie of the year comes out of this tournament though correct you with me 100 whoever goes farther is probably rookie of the year uh, can we pull someone from Star Wars or no? That's true. Would like, you consider like say, Emily? Okay. Uh, no, um, uh, uh, Laura Kelly. Uh, she's not uh, a rookie. rookie. Okay. No, she's um, not. Parker, I can't wait. Yeah, for that's so true. Yeah, the promos are going to be great. It, and yeah, the promos are going to be great for that one. And uh, I mean, they were great for this one. We mentioned it. Uh, Veveda was not bad. And Garter was always, he's always no. good on the mic. Chance. Okay. The promos for that Ellison and Oyama match yeah. are going to be insane. The amount of ish talking between those two teams is going to explode. I, it's going to be like, 
Laura Kelly and Sullivan with the the Twitter fight back. Yeah, and it's well, and it's Winston versus Shannon, which is even like a bigger deal. It, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, that one's that that those that one needs to happen. I can't soon. wait for that. That, that yeah. one needs to happen soon. That one really needs to happen soon. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, oh, you said we, your question though. Uh, rookie of the oh, year yeah. coming out of inner geekdom. I would say it's the heavy favorite, unless someone runs the, runs the only through Star the Wars. only person out of Star Wars that could do it would be Molly, and she, she would have to win it. And she, she would have, have to yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would agree then, because teams isn't making enough noise right now, and neither is singles. Depending on how if they do that singles tournament and and that that can change that the whole conversation that that could change the entire conversation if that happens or when that happens for sure for sure and but, but who yeah. knows remember ben's gonna be competing in that if that happens yeah so yeah i would say right now it's come it would come out of inner geekdom all right i, I would have to say just with all the names that are in there right now too cool That's um good. all right brian well we we yeah, hey, it's it's a question that we're going to be having quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, before we get out of here, guys, as we as we broke down this match today and talked about a little bit of, of Goddard versus Parker, um, we'll preview that match once it comes along in the future. Oh, we got one last question here. Warfather versus Greg Abadmar. Who? Oh, yeah, this is actually one that we can preview. Um, I'm Actually, I'm not 100% sure it actually is being released tomorrow. I know Christian was saying he might hold off onto it until next week. Um, well, out of respect for what's going on, um, but Warfather versus Greg Alba—that's it's a great question because we know. I, already, I think Alba I already has. know who's going to do. It. I think I already have my pick. You're probably going with Warfather, right? Yeah, yeah. I figured. I, War, hey, he's he's he, he looks good. He looks good. I feel like he is one of those ones that like is hiding and waiting in the sand and like is going barbarian. to. Yeah, no barbarians here. He like well, yes, but he he was waiting in the sand before it happened, is what I'm saying. Uh yes, but he's already here. Yeah, see, I agree. Um, you know, father, I'm going Greg Alba. Give me those quirky marks, baby. That's my okay. team all year long. I know, I'm picking that's, them. I was waiting for you, Greg, Greg Alba. Uh, he they see the 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 real rejects seem to have kind of turned their turned their tide a little bit flip their head and and be a little bit more competitive and serious about it. And I feel like uh, Koi Jandru is going to get them up and running and Greg Alba is going to be studying his tail off. We know what kind of stuff he likes. I'm sure he's studying the stuff he, he doesn't like, but I could be completely wrong. It could be, could be completely wash and Warfather could scrape the floor with him. Um, but I do think that it'll be a really, really good match. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Well, to finish what I was saying, I think Warfather is, he's not, He's not established like the barbarian where people are afraid of him now, but I think he could get to that level. Um, because right now he's kind of just like hiding and waiting. I feel like yeah. it's, it's a matter of just when he's going to start showing people mm-hmm. that he's here. Personally, I need to see a Warfather versus barbarian match just out of name titles in that one. Just cause I mean, can you imagine a promo of a warfather versus a barbarian? Like for you and your Vikings, that's right up your alley. But oh, dude, I'd get, uh, I would get dressed up for that. Yeah, that so <laughs> I 
yeah i don't um, know it's definitely interesting uh and to to note real quick about if that match actually is being uh, really smart or not um if it is tomorrow we're gonna have we're gonna try our best to do a uh breakdown like we're doing today on that match um but going forward we might adjust the ig breakdowns and they might possibly not be live because they're released on days um some other stuff is happening for us and so those might be pre-recorded and then released the day after we're still deciding um and so you guys might see it live just go and follow us on twitter which is where we update everybody on everything um and yes you are correct brian singles tournament might be 32 people i would not be surprised there's enough of them there, there really is enough of them um to compete at 32 maybe even more make it a march madness style and just go for it it'd be amazing that way and then to note quickly quickly on this one um that's a conversation to be had for sure i know that it's, it's a touchy subject as of right now for what's going on um jay is definitely a, a possibility um i know that he has some other things going at the moment um but being that he was a consultant for for winston um that all that that helps him and hurts him because he might not want to leave swag but he also might want to manage his own team um but who knows uh, someone who's been waiting in the wings who's managed before, maybe someone like an Emma Fife who doesn't have much going on is possible. That could be cool. Why you got to steal the one person? Oh, is that who you said? Thinking. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I, oh, that's not bad. Oh, oh Brian, that's my job. At the same time. Well, you job. were taking a while. Um, <laughs> that's a good call. That's not bad. That's a good call. Yeah. I, I just, I'm curious. I, it's funny because I've been looking through trying to see a name that would stick out to me so far. I haven't. I have seen... one that I just thought of who someone who it, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't work because this said person doesn't live here in LA, but that doesn't mean they can't virtually or anything like that. And he's not currently competing in the league. JTE, but he's on a team. The Burning Drugs. But if he can't compete, he's not going to have enough time to manage a team. Maybe. I don't know. Might be kind of cool, though. Yeah. I mean, that could be. It's going to be someone who's not part of a team and is currently undrafted and probably has managed before, like we were talking about. Yeah. The manager factor probably. Um, Ooh, what about a Rachel Cushing? No, she, wouldn't that be interesting? She's That'd be crazy interesting. She's Sam Levine's right hand woman. Yeah, yeah, she's, of course, of course. But how she, how interesting would that be? How about this? What if McWeenie comes back and takes yeah, over a team instead very, of competing? Very possible. Very possible. I I do. It, that's a good call. I do think that the two contenders to take over that we know of that who have been part of the league are Jay and Emma, right? They originally had teams when this was all announced, right? Jay had heroes and villains, and then Emma had five club. And it would make sense for them to step in being that they've done this before. But I could also see it being someone who's connected to someone on that team. And we may not know who that is at this point. So um, it's a conversation that's definitely had. I don't know how long it's going to take for us to know. I know that it's behind the scenes stuff and it's complicated, but um we're gonna we're gonna have that conversation later on this week on our on our main show um for sure that that'll definitely be a conversation that comes up yeah we'll have to go through and pick some names i could see someone from like 
way back coming and taking a team. Like an original? Yeah. But like a like a 2015 or something like far back coming in, but like a ooh, namesake. Oh, what, what about a Ken Napsok? He managed corruption last year. Player manager. But he's playing in the Star Wars tournament. Yeah, but who knows? I'm I, just throwing names out there. I know. I'm trying to think. Uh, Josh Makuga. He's on a team. <laughs> Plus, there's no way that Makuga comes back before we get a reunited Wild, no, I know. Uh, wild berries. I know. That I know. people will be like, "No, it's never gonna." We're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to scrape the circle of of this slowdown and see who can possibly do it. And well, like I mentioned, we're gonna be doing that this week uh, or this upcoming week Cody on our show. Can he's you on, you know, he's on, he's on, uh, he's on, um, uh, he's on team. He's on either on Finstock. I think he's on Finstock Exchange or Corruption. I think, isn't he? Is he? I think so. I believe. So. I think he got drafted. Uh, no, maybe the Den. Don't I could have swore he got drafted. I don't think I, he's got a baby at home. He's probably not even. I don't know. He, he, you're right. He is Finstock Exchange. He's Finstock Exchange. Okay. That'd be interesting. No, I mean, look, we're, we're going to take the time and we shoot on Sunday. So we have a couple days to think about this and really dive into it. But it's a conversation that we'll definitely be having on our main show. Um, the show will be up on Monday, guys. And speaking of that show, as we mentioned on our last video, we have a really cool thing coming for you guys. We have a co host who is going to be joining Brian and I. Um, we are very, very excited about this person who's going to be joining us. Um, we teased that person a little bit last time as far as their involvement and um, that they're a big supporter, and we didn't give any other details. And here's the next detail I can't give you. She is going to be a blast on this show. She is going to bring a different kind of outlook and perspective to a certain point of view, and we are very, very excited to have her. And that is the last tease I will give to you guys at the moment. moment. Well, you just so gave away on huge... That was a huge clue, but nobody's going to know. Nobody who knows. Ah. Maybe they guess it. That's the point of it. That's the point of it. Who knows? Who knows if they actually know or not, but we'll see. Um, but yes, that show will be up on Monday morning. Uh, you guys can find it right here on this channel uh, on YouTube. You guys can find it on all the audio platforms that right above Brian's head. And as I mentioned, um, we're going to be doing these breakdowns for both IG and Star Wars. The Star Wars ones live on Thursdays. Um, we do that Thursday afternoon uh, after uh, we can kind of get together and just, you know, after watching the match and everything, that's kind of the best time for us. And then IG being that they're released um, on Wednesdays, I believe as well. Maybe if they're released on Thursdays, then that might be released on Fridays. So going forward, just check out the Twitter. That's where we'll update you guys as far as schedules go. Um, but for now, this is our breakdown of Ben Goddard and um, Jim Vavida. One last, one last right here. A uh, couple, couple comments. Swag is Maguga. Yes, I know. Brian, Brian threw it in my face. And Brian, he's uh, a swag I just got drip my drip. I just got my save pick. it. Save it for the show. No, no, I can't. Oh God, here we go. Go. How? Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Well, there it is. With that said, this is a certain point of view and our Schmodown IG match reaction review breakdown of Ben Goddard versus Jim Vavida. Goddard walking away with the TKO for the den. Um, and, uh, we guys, guys can't thank you guys for joining us, uh, enough. And as well as commenting along, that was fun getting, uh, some good conversations about what you guys are thinking about the other side. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, check out the main show up every Monday morning right here on this channel. And, uh, yeah, so that is it for Brian, for myself. We are a certain point of view. We thank you guys for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one.